We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and Welcome in, everybody. We start another week here on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing for us, and it is a Monday, which means there is a lot to overreact to, some to appropriately react to, and we have plenty on the table as we make our way through. Holy smokes, what a football weekend. Uh, All over the map as far as emotions go. You've got what's always a wild and crazy NFL weekend. Uh, You've got a college football weekend that has KU fans riding higher than they've ridden in a long, long time, and K-State fans feeling pretty crummy. Uh, We'll go through all of it. We'll get to our college football as we make our way through uh, and get into it. 869-1240 is the number to call. We've got a, a giveaway for you coming up a little later in the show, an opportunity to get out to a Thunder game, and drink some free teas. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later when we're ready to give that away. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, How did our bets do? Our picks are a mess. Here we go. Happy Monday, Tommy. Let's uh, let's overreact. What do you think? Hey, it's all good. What a great weekend. Just It was so great to just sit back, watch a ton of football, and uh, be able to you know see some crazy endings. I mean, I, I can't remember a time this early in the NFL season where there's been such craziness and upsets and underdogs coming through. It's been a lot of fun. I'm ready to talk about it. You know, I, I think that it always does that. I, I think the NFL's always nuts, um, and we just forget about it. Like, we'll forget about it by the time this next Sunday rolls around, and then it'll remind us and smash us in the face, especially if you're betting games, um, how difficult it is. Perfect example. Uh, I threw down on the over last night. Of 41 and a half, we get, what was it, 34 points in the first half and three in the second. Just an absolutely <laughs> excruciating and ridiculous outcome. But that's the way the NFL is. They yeah. do this, and, and they get close to it every single time. So we had the Chiefs on Thursday, so we don't have the Chiefs in this segment necessarily other than to sort of take a, a, 
a view of the other teams in the division. But we'll start in the NFL. KUK State fans will spend a lot of time with the Hawks and Cats today. Um, let's start with the NFL, though, because it's the freshest on our mind from last night. Two more games to go tonight. Tommy, it was uh, it's weird sometimes in the NFL, right? The Cowboys look dead to rights. They come back and beat the defending AFC champions. Uh, the Bengals may be the biggest losers through two weeks that there are in, in the NFL. In fact, I think that they probably are. The Broncos seem to be a mess. They did get the win. Let's start in the AFC West. As I evaluate the division, right, as we look at the division, we know that the Chargers are good. They made a case that they're the best team in the division. The Chiefs found the way to win, so the Chiefs still sit at the top of the perch. The Raiders, uh, in a really strange game, again found a way to lose to the Cardinals, and they probably shouldn't have. They were up, uh, They were up 16 points going into the fourth quarter. They lost. At home. And the Broncos, even though they won, I thought that the Broncos last week, it was a fluky, weird thing, right? They came out and they were, I think, the fourth best offensive team in the first week, the fourth best defensive team in the first week, and they still lost. They sneak by, and yes, they snuck by the Texans because we were pained with having to watch that game yesterday. I, I Look, two weeks in, two of the four have not lived up to their expectations. Yeah, there's a clear difference between the top of the AFC West and the bottom of the AFC West. It's clearly the Chiefs and the Chargers at the top, the Raiders and the Broncos below that. I mean, that's that's a given. That's not just in the standings, though, either. That's in the way that these teams have played through the first couple of weeks of the season. And, yeah, the Chargers, talent-wise, and, you know, the way they are as a team, they— I think we, I think we talked about it on Friday that they probably were the better team uh, against Kansas City on on Thursday night football. Um, so they, they're clearly up there as far as the realm of talent. And even in, in the standings, I have no concerns about the Chargers and where they're going. They're go, they're a playoff contender without a doubt. I'm disappointed in the Raiders with all of the the mm-hmm. the accolades that they had during the offseason, bringing in Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's great. They got a, a brand new weapon for Derek Carr to throw to, but they gave up 24 unanswered points in the fourth quarter in overtime against the Arizona Cardinals, who, by the way, looked pretty anemic offensively a week ago against Kansas City. What in they that did against game. the Chiefs, right? They, yeah. they scored a bunch of points late. They, they did. I mean, I think of that more as, you know, the, the Chiefs have kind of taken their foot off the gas a little bit. I think that they had brought in second team guys by that point. But but still, I mean, that, that's what the Cardinals do. Like they, they're going to go out. We've seen this through the first two games. They're going to fall behind and then they're just going to basically let Kyler Murray go out there and play backyard football uh, to, to try to put points on the board. And that's what he did last week against the or the, yesterday against the Raiders. And then as far as the Broncos are concerned, they, they, I don't even know. I don't know if I've watched. I watched that entire game yesterday because that was the only game that was on yeah, locally so here in sorry. Wichita at the time. Uh, but I'm not sure there's another team in the NFL that won a game yesterday and it felt more like a loss. Uh, that's exactly the way that it was for Denver. And I've got real concerns about this Broncos team moving forward. I, I don't know of a... I mean, maybe there are some fans out there that don't really know the Broncos that well. They don't really know the way football works that well. And they're like, oh, they got to win. They're one and one. That's great. Uh, no, uh, I'm sorry. Hate to break it to you. There are real problems in Denver. Real problems. Uh, Hackett does not look like he can hack it, right? Like he doesn't yeah. look 
like he is ready for this job. Now, he's two games in, and I think he deserves a chance to get better. But, I mean, you look at it now, and you're just thinking. And and really, like, you look at it now, and Andy Reid seems like such an advantage in the division at the moment that that could be a – and we thought it would be a factor, right? That's why – I put the Chiefs in there because you got to prove it wrong, and they got the you know the most consistency and and by far the better coach in the division, and it's playing itself out. Hackett is, mm-hmm. I mean, it is just like bad decision after bad. He can't get one right, and they won yesterday. They've had a soft schedule out of the gate. Seattle and Houston; those might be the top two picks in the draft, and you know, and and they're just kind of they lost one of them and they snuck through the other. So a terrible start if you're a Broncos fan. I don't know what to think of the Raiders. They've opened with a tough schedule. I, I really am going to have to just sort of sit back and, and take a look because I'm not ready to make any definitive call. Their start has just been a little weird. Um, the Jets beat the Browns. The Dolphins were the you know the real – that was the wildest game of the day. They scored 28 points in the fourth quarter to come back and beat Baltimore. Like when, since when does Baltimore mm. let a team do that? Good, Tua Tua threw for four hundred and seventy yards and six touchdowns. Good lord, where did that come from? Uh, the Jaguars blanked <laughs> the Colts. Now, granted, the Colts were uh, without most of their wide receivers, but to get blanked in Jacksonville, you still got Jonathan Taylor. Like it's weird all over the NFL. The Panthers can't do anything offensively, even with Baker Mayfield. Mess. Um, the Niners lose Trey Lance, but I think they're better with Jimmy Garoppolo anyway. The Lions look like they may be for real. Uh, everyone loves them from hard knocks. I get it. I think, Tommy, the biggest loser in all of this, and it's a team that always gets overlooked, even though they went to the Super Bowl last year, is the Bengals. Man, hmm. you cannot lose to Pittsburgh with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, and you definitely cannot lose to Dallas with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Like, Okay, fine. You're not going to cover. That's one thing. But to lose that game after Dallas played the way they did in week one, are you kidding me? Two sides to that. It tells you that all NFL teams are pretty good and can get motivated. But my goodness, the Bengals off to an 0-2 start. That is wild. It is. And and we were you know thinking about what the overreactions were. Uh, and and who the biggest losers were going into this show today. And I was kind of ranking them and I, I've got the Bengals on my list. I don't think they're the biggest disappointment through two weeks. I've, I've got them at number two, uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the way that the Cowboys played in week one, they couldn't do anything offensively and they still weren't able to do a ton offensively yesterday against Cincinnati, but that defense is stout. Micah Parsons is on pace right now to be the, the, the all-time sacks leader for a season. I mean, who knows if that'll actually happen, but he's on pace for like 34 sacks right now through two games. I mean, he is the real deal. So they've, they've got a stout defensive uh, effort and the offensive line that supposedly was rebuilt in Cincinnati looked like garbage yesterday and they almost looked worse than what they did a year ago. Um, I mean, I think they did look worse than they did a year ago. So I've got Cincinnati at two as far as my biggest disappointment, but you mentioned it a moment ago. It's hard to not crown the biggest disappointment in week two for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you get shut out against a team like Jacksonville, who, yeah, they've got some young talent and a better coach in Doug Peterson than Urban Meyer, without a doubt. But still, Jacksonville 
I don't think is, you know, anywhere close to being a playoff contender. I think that they're they're in a rebuild. They're growing. This is a, a big step in that rebuild. But Indianapolis, they thought that they were going to be a playoff bound team this season with Matt Ryan right now and the leading rusher in the NFL a year ago and Jonathan Taylor, who, by the way, couldn't get anything going, and they didn't really give them a lot of opportunities to get a lot going in that game either. But to get blanked by Jacksonville, that's a disappointment for a team right now that had hopes of being a Super Bowl contender, or at least a playoff contender going deep in the playoffs. So I, I, I think it's, for me at least, one Indianapolis, two Cincinnati, and then probably Cleveland, three after that. I mean, I know that Cleveland, yeah. you know, I yeah, I you, you don't have Deshaun Watson, them. but... But they played the Jets. Come on, them anyway. They played the Jets. I don't think they played Joe Flacco. Flacco's not a zero. Flacco's a Super Bowl quarterback. Flacco is. He threw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns yesterday. Flacco's also fifty-five years old and a statue. So is Tom Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Like Flacco, I I think Flacco gets a bad. I don't, and I'm not sure why this happened. You know, Lamar Jackson pushed him out, rightfully so, right? Like we, we get it there, but you know. Through two games, Flacco has thrown for more than 300 yards both times, right? He's completing just around 60% of his passes. I mean, Joe Flacco is fine, and and he's not – he's not – I'm going to look back last year. Um, you know, he got the start in November. Same thing, just under 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, Joe Flacco is fine. He's not – he's better than – he's better than, uh, than Zach Wilson right now. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, the Jets are better with Flacco than they would be with Wilson. Now, they got to let Wilson play through it. Flacco's 37. He's not awful. He's fine. But, you, yeah, Cleveland still shouldn't lose to the Jets, especially when they were leading that game the way they were. Right. But Cleveland, I mean, I'll take Flacco over Jacoby Brissett. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, that it's that simple. I don't know what happened in that game, but it was wild. I just don't. I'm not a huge believer in Cleveland at this point either. I think they're going to hang around in games, but until they get better at quarterback, I mean, I don't have huge expectations for them. Are the Dolphins our biggest surprise? I have a hard time with the Dolphins because they were down in that game. So I don't think they've been the most impressive. We'll obviously see the Bills tonight. We'll see the Vikings and Eagles tonight. Each will make their case. I'm going to tell you, I think the Panthers are a massive disappointment too because they opened their season – with an opportunity against Cleveland and then the Giants, and they've found ways to lose both of those games. The offense under Baker Mayfield with Christian McCaffrey healthy has not been any better. Matt Rule may be on the hottest seat in the NFL, and there's a Nebraska job sitting there waiting for him. This is going to get interesting for Carolina because I I, I think that 0-2 with losses to Cleveland and the Giants is pretty terrible. Yeah, that, that's pretty awful. That's a, a horrible way to start the season for Matt Rule, who, you know, really all along, the Panthers have been saying, we just need a solid quarterback, you know, and, and I don't, I don't, you know, venture to guess that Baker Mayfield is the savior of all saviors at the quarterback position, but he was a clear upgrade from Sam Darnold. He's a clear yeah. upgrade from Cam Newton, and you've got a healthy Christian McCaffrey, like you just mentioned, the expectations should be higher than losing your first two games to Cleveland and New York. And speaking of the Giants, what's a bigger surprise? 
the the Dolphins and the way that they've started the season or the Giants and the way that they've started the season. I mean, they're 2-0 and right now. Now, granted, they they haven't had a ton of huge... I mean, I guess they did. The Titans, you would think, are, are probably playoff bound. At least they have been in years past. But Brian Dable rolled the dice in week one, got the win. And then the Giants were able to come out and get a win yesterday as well. So, I mean, what's a bigger surprise from a positive perspective? The Dolphins and the way that they've started with Tua, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle, or the New York Giants? A bigger surprise would be the Giants. I think the Dolphins are much better than the Giants. Um, I, I would have expected it out of the Dolphins before I expected it out of out of New York, for sure. You know, the Dolphins, with all the offensive weapons they added to an already pretty good defense, I, I think that I had the Dolphins as a clear playoff contender anyway. You know, I, that and that's weird. That game was odd, too. If you're watching Red Zone, you kept seeing it. They, I don't know what was going on, but Tyreek Hill was running free. Like, there was nobody yeah. back there on a few of those bombs. So I'm not sure what happened. Baltimore was absolutely dominating that game until whatever happened in the fourth. I'm going to stand back from the Dolphins and wait because I'm just not sure what to make of it yet. I think that they're very talented, though. Um, and, and I think two is fun when he's going well. And I think their wide receivers are as dynamic as we thought they would be when you combine Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So that part's been fun to watch, but there were like four, it felt like four busted coverages in the fourth quarter. I don't know what was going on. That game was weird, weird, weird. Uh, but here we go. NFL. We'll talk about more of it because there were significant injuries and some other things to look at. And we'll look ahead to Monday Night Football a little later in the show. Uh, when we come back, though, we're going to shift to college football here as we make our way through. Let's start with the good news. And that is KU is 3-0. and And everybody is starting to pay attention to the Jayhawks. We'll talk about that as they get a massive win in Houston. Sports Daily continues after this. Welcome back, everybody. How you feeling, Jayhawk fans? Kansas 3-0. Kansas making us some money. Tommy, I keep betting their money line in an over, and they hit it two weeks in a row now. They're not going to be a good money line bet next week because they're going to be favored against Duke. Um, yep. Wow, what a start to this season. They hit their two and a half, <laughs> their two and a half wins is in the books and taken care of already. I don't even think the most bullish KU fans out there would have seen this coming. I mean, you're you're pretty optimistic on them going into the year, but I don't think you saw 3 and 0 with road wins at West Virginia and at Houston. This is wild. Yeah, I I certainly didn't think 3 and 0. I thought that there was a chance that they could get one on the road to either West Virginia or Houston, but I certainly didn't think both. Um this is I mean, I I think it obviously it's difficult to you know, understate this, but this is the best absolute outcome that Kansas could have to start the season. And I know that that's captain obvious, right? But I mean, offensively, they've got something special going on there and defensively, they didn't look bad either uh, on Saturday against Houston. So three, and zero, 
I don't want to give them too a, much credit. Uh, they <laughs> they, they gave awful. up 30. They didn't look yeah, awful. I, I mean, I, get, I mean, you gave up 30 to Houston. What are you going to give up to Oklahoma? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's fine. It's working. It's not that big a deal. But I don't think the defense is very good. Um, the offense, though, is fantastic. Like, one of the best in the mm-hmm. country right now. And they're not doing it against Arkansas Pine Bluff. They're doing it against West Virginia and Houston. That's, I mean, that's legitimate. Yeah, yeah 502 yards in the season opener against Tennessee Tech a couple of weeks ago. 419 last week against West Virginia. 438 on Saturday against Houston. I mean, they're putting up yards in big chunks you know, throughout the first three games without a doubt. And a lot of that you have to credit to Andy Kotelnicki, the offensive coordinator. But Jalen Daniels, as an individual performer, has been playing out of his mind. 14 of 23, 158, three touchdowns through the air. But then he rushed for 123 yards on 12 carries and two rushing touchdowns. And I think the biggest thing in this game, as I'm looking back and I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing how, you know, Kansas was able to make this happen. It was the third down play without a doubt. I mean, they were already one of the best teams in America in converting third downs. They were nearly 74% converting on third downs. They were seven of 12 on Saturday uh, against Houston. They've, they've been great. They've been awesome. I mean, when it's, and this is something that we haven't seen from Kansas maybe in forever, like maybe ever, we've never seen this from Kansas where they get into a third down position and you're like, all right, they've got a pretty decent opportunity to convert here. That's never been the case with the, with this Jayhawks team. Uh, and, and so I think that's the the big factor when you look at how they were able to, to win this game. It is fun to watch. And I think because I don't agree that their defense, I mean, they were out gained Houston game 446 yards on them. Um, West Virginia did a lot of things offensively against them. However, Kansas seems to be right now a team defensively that is capable of making big plays in key moments and that's sustainable if you're really good offensively if you're really good offensively and your defense is opportunistic when not good that's a combination for success now I worry about the offense slowing down against really really high level defenses in the big 12. Um, they're not going to, they shouldn't, I, I should say, face one of those this week in Duke. They should be just fine, right? Um, Iowa State. But TCU, you know, typically, athletically, a good defense, and then Oklahoma, and then Baylor, and then Oklahoma State. I mean, you've got, after you get through Duke and Iowa State, which they'll host Iowa State, and I'm very curious to see how that game gets uh, placed by the odds makers. But then you get that four-game stretch where you'll play good defenses, and that's that's going to be interesting. I, look, this is an unbelievable development to this football season to have in our heads now, and I think it's a legitimate case to be made that Kansas— I mean, let's just look at the Big 12. Could you make a case that Kansas is better than Iowa State? Absolutely you can make that case, right? Like, there's no yeah. question about that. Um, TCU, could you make the case that Kansas is better than TCU? Absolutely. I think that you can. I think that you can. Um, and, you know, TCU's looked fine. Um, Oklahoma State, I would say no. Oklahoma, I would say no. Baylor, I would probably still say no. Tech, absolutely. Texas is interesting because they played BAM at a one point. So I, 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 but they have such a history against Texas. Who knows? 
I'm going to throw Texas out the window. But the elephant in the room comes when you think of Kansas State. And we'll talk about Kansas State more in our next segment, or or actually at the top of the next hour. But Kansas is legitimately in the mix now for, I don't know, the middle of the Big 12. And that is so far ahead of schedule, I don't even know how to describe it with an adjective to think that they could be that far ahead of schedule on this rebuild this year. Yeah, at this point, I'm not... um... I know that you're kind of pumping the brakes a little bit, and I get it. I understand why. I'm not, I'm not trying to pump the brakes. They gave up 42 to West Virginia and 30 to Houston. They better be better defensively when they start to play some, you know, real Big 12 juggernauts. But well, the look, reality they, is they're scoring against everybody. Yeah, like, but that's, defensively, that's what's going to make this fun. Defensively, though, you take away the first seven minutes of that game, and Houston got out to a 14-0 lead. They only gave up 16 points after that, after the first seven and a half minutes of the game. They had four sacks on the quarterback. Kenny Logan had an interception, and they forced a fumble. So they're, they're getting takeaways. They might yeah, be giving up opp- tons that's of what yardage. I, that's, that's, that was my point. They're opportunistic, for sure. sure. They're, I mean, they're giving up a lot of yards. They're sort of a bend but don't break thing going, I, I, I think. I mean, West Virginia moved it up. And down. I mean, teams are going to move the ball on Kansas. That, that's the thing. But what Kansas is going to have is the ability to make teams press a little bit because now it's, well, can we can we afford to settle for a field goal here? Because Kansas is just scoring at a torrid pace right now right. with a legitimate Heisman candidate through three weeks of the season leading the offense. That, that presents your defense with big opportunities, and right now they're taking advantage of those opportunities. For sure. sure. And, and don't, don't underestimate – and we've seen this two weeks in a row. Don't underestimate the opportunity that Kansas has when they go down early. And, you know, you never mm-hmm. want to see your team go down two scores early on in the game, but it happened against West Virginia and it happened against Houston. And I think that both teams took their foot off the gas a little bit. Like, hey, it's the same old Kansas. Like, they might be hyped. You know, they, they might have, you know, started off pretty well this season, but it's the same old Kansas. We're going to win by multiple touchdowns. And then here come the Jayhawks. And they're able to score at will. And what I thought was really important. So early in this game, in the first quarter, Kansas was down 14-0. It was was before the weather delay that happened down there in Houston. But they're down 14-0. And Jalen Daniels and Andy Kotelnicki, the Kansas offense, led a sustained drive. It allowed the defense to get a breather. It allowed them to stay off the field for a little bit. And I don't know exactly. I think it was like a nine or 10 play drive that resulted in a touchdown and Kansas cutting that deficit in half. But it also gave the defense an opportunity to make some adjustments. And at that point, they were once they were able to do that, they got a little bit rested. They were able to make some adjustments defensively. And at that point, you know, they, they held Houston to no points for the rest of the half. Like they didn't give up any points the rest of the first quarter and zero points in the second quarter. So. I, I think that that is that's what is going to need to happen for Kansas. We know that they can score with the big play. We've seen Jalen Daniels be able to do that. I mean, he he connected with like nine different receivers in that game. We know they can do that, but the sustained drives against Big 12 opponents is going to be essential because it's going to allow the defense to catch a little bit of a break here and there and be able to stay on the sidelines. And so if they're able to do that once they get into Big 12 play, I think that's going to lead to much better play defensively for Kansas. I think that <clears throat> it's important to note, too, with Duke coming up, 
Uh, they're finally back home, right? Duke has not been as bad as people thought they would be. I mean, let's let's. Well, they're three and zero too. They're three and zero with a win over a Big Ten team on the road, right? And they and they shut out Temple, and and I, I get it. Like Temple's not good, but you shut out anybody that's worth paying attention to. You win a Big Ten game on the road when you're Duke, that's worth paying attention to. There's probably a lot of Duke fans right now that feel a whole lot like Kansas fans. So this all of a sudden becomes a very interesting game. I think Kansas will be favored, and I think Kansas is better. But also Duke's not as bad as we thought they would be, right? We, we yeah, all were looking at They are at favored, Duke. by the way. Yeah, they're Ooh. favored like between eight and nine points, Kansas is. Yeah, so that line's out. I haven't looked at the lines yet. So that's a, that's a heavy favorite. Um, and, and I don't, we'll, we'll look at that. I'm not sure. I, I'm not ready to do that this, I'm going to, my, my vow in betting is to take a step back and not do it too early this week because last week, for instance, that put me on Indianapolis early in the week. Right. <laughs> and they, all of a sudden, all their receivers get hurt in practice. And I'm like, well, that's going to be a loss even before they played the game. Um, so, you know, we, we look at that and, and Duke again, not as bad, but Kansas should be better than Duke. Can't this all is just ahead of schedule. And that has been the most fun part of this. Jalen Daniels, here's the thing with Jalen Daniels and the Heisman, and I didn't even say that tongue-in-cheek. Kansas is a Cinderella story. We all love stories. The whole country is paying attention to Kansas right now. They are, because nobody saw this coming. And it's Kansas. In the last few years, they've been the whipping boy. Now all of a sudden, they're they're 3-0 with two road wins against teams that— you know, one of which was a preseason top 25 and the others in the Big 12. And you're like, OK, hang on a minute. And Jalen Daniels is just putting up eye popping numbers. It's not out of the realm of possibility for Jalen Daniels. Should they have a good year, win eight, nine games uh, to have him as a Heisman candidate. So we're watching that as well there again. Tom, I mean, when's the last time Kansas has had this much momentum and excitement? It has been a long time. Yeah. It's been 15 years. I mean, it's been the Mark Mangino era, right? I mean, you're looking at the Orange I Bowl. I think so. 2008, 2009. I mean, yeah, there, there hasn't been any anything close to this. I mean, there was excitement when Les Miles was hired in the offseason, but then it, that very quickly went away. Like, that honeymoon went away very, very fast. Uh, so I think in season, like, even through three weeks, it's been a long time since Kansas fans have had this kind of excitement. And you look at there are things that are coming up in my mind that I would have never in a million years thought that I would be thinking about right now. Like I had the thought Saturday night after the win. And I was like, there's a chance that they're going to start to receive votes in the AP top 25 and sure as hell they did. Uh, They're not in the top 25, but they got some votes. And I think with the victory against Duke, there's a chance that they could sneak their way into the top 25 after next weekend, if they can beat Duke at home. That's one thought that came in my mind. Another thing that I thought about that I can't believe I would ever think about right now because it's been so long. There is a legitimate possibility with Kansas starting three and oh, they could go to a bowl game this year. And that's about a year or two ahead of schedule from what I would have thought this rebuild would have looked like. They could easily finish six and six looking at their, their remaining schedule. If they can beat Duke and go 4-0, you've got two beatable, two winnable games in the Big 12 all at home to start off the, the conference season. They could, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but conceivably, can you imagine a 6-0 and start for Kansas? It could happen. Um, yes. I mean, it could I think happen. It's, I, I think it's, uh, well, 
it could. I don't know what to think about TCU yet. But Duke and Iowa State are definitely winnable games. Uh, they get the next three at home, which should be a massive advantage. Um, yeah, I think it's on the table. And here, here poses the question, Tommy, we asked a long time ago. With the momentum right now, let's say Kansas starts 5-0 and and then wins one out of their next seven games mm-hmm. and goes 6-7. and seven. What is that going to feel like? It's going to feel great. It's going to feel Will great. It? I know you say what, that yeah. now, but is it going to feel great if coming down the stretch and for two months Kansas only wins one game? Doesn't matter. You, they've, because they've hasn't doubled... this raised the bar to some degree to expect now to be in those games? It's the weirdest thing about this season, and I've seen it coming from a mile away. I was asking you about this two weeks ago. Even if like, it doesn't. Wow, Kansas looked pretty good. What if they win a bunch of games early and then don't win any more the rest of the way? Yeah, let's say they start 5-1. and one. Let's even say they start 6-0, and oh, and then they lose out to finish the season. Maybe they get a victory the last week of the year against Kansas State. I don't know. Who knows? We'll talk about them later on in the program. That's absolutely a win. I mean, momentum, yeah, you can throw that out the window, but you're still doubling the win total that Kansas has had in more than a decade. So absolutely, you chalk the season up to a win. You chalk the season up to a victory. One thing I want to I want to put out in the in the stratosphere and people are going to probably roll their eyes at this but there is a I'm going to say there's a legitimate possibility that this could happen. I'm not saying it's a lock. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but there is a legitimate possibility that this could happen. Circle Saturday, October 15th on your calendar. And there is a chance you could see the 6 and 0 Kansas Jayhawks travel to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the 6 and 0 Oklahoma Sooners. It could happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It could I'm happen. Not saying it K- will. K- it State happen. fans hope you're wrong, um, for a variety of reasons there, and we'll talk about them. But yeah, no, I, I, I do. I don't. Again, I don't have a good evaluation on TCU. Don't have one yet. Uh, so I'm not. I, I, I do think Kansas can beat Duke and Iowa State, though. Um, I, I think absolutely they can. Both at home, I think they may be favored in against Iowa State. Uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely possible. This Duke game, this Duke game's interesting. Because they are better than we thought. It is finally a homecoming return uh, after after a long stretch on the road here for Kansas. Two weeks in a row, two long trips. I, I, it's a really interesting game that we'll, of course, get more into later in the week. Uh, we'll have Brian Haney on with us tomorrow. But, man, there it is. And does this—and I know nobody wants to think about it now because everyone's super excited. I mean, all of these things— are frightening when it comes to the Nebraska job. Because the more Kansas wins, the easier, you know, Nebraska brass has a case to make to bring Leipold on. Now, yeah. it it does seem unlikely that anything would happen during this season, right? We've seen that happen before, not this early, but if I had to guess at it, Nebraska's going to swing for the fences a few times during the season. And be willing to make that sort of move in the offseason. So in that regard, I think everyone can just say, whatever, we'll deal with that issue later. And I hope it's a big problem later because that'll mean Kansas is awesome. But it is floating out there as like the double-edged sword to this thing. But whatever, you take that as you go and you hope that Goff can work in a big contract in the meantime. 
Yeah, and, and as I'm watching this game in Kansas, you know, beating Houston, I just had this thought in my mind of, of Trev Albert, the AD at Nebraska. I don't know if you're a fan of the Simpsons or not, but Mr. Burns mm-hmm. rubbing his hands together. Excellent. Yep. Ex- like, yeah. every time Kansas scored, that's Trev Albert's. Excellent. Because yeah, he like, gets to, this is it, gonna be good. it gets easier to sell the fan yep. base at that point. Without a right? doubt. Like, that, Without, that's yeah. going to be his biggest challenge. And they're going to swing. Like I said, they, there's going to be all kinds of swing for the fences candidates that they'll take. I just yep. don't know why any of them would take the Nebraska job outside of Urban Meyer. So, uh, we'll see. It's it's a long way to go. Man, it's been fun to watch the Jayhawks, though. They are so much fun to watch right now. Finally get them back home this Saturday, 11 o'clock kick. National television against Duke. National television against Duke. FS1. Who'd ever wow. thought the KU-Duke game was going to FS1? Are you kidding me? Uh, all right. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna let's we're gonna have a giveaway in our next segment. So tune in, get your phones ready. We're gonna give something away, and then we'll come back at the top of the hour and talk K State. As much fun as it's been with KU, that is a deflating loss for K State. We'll look at it. Bigger picture, implications, everything for it. K State fans hang in there. 869-1240. We'll take your calls on uh, really anything football. What were your reactions to a wild football weekend? We'll take those as well. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, taking you through a Monday on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. Uh, you know, Tommy and I are both hardworking Americans. We got lots of coals in the fire. Uh, stuff that we both do is, well, other things. I work in TV. I, my wife runs a, a business, and I certainly have to help her with that. Tommy is working hard for the Wichita Thunder as they get ready to open their season. And what we want to do is have some giveaways throughout the show here and let you guys take advantage of uh, the things that we're able to provide through those. So 
Tommy, first of all, the Thunder, you guys have a season coming up. When, when are you guys opening up? And uh, let's let's get some people out there. What's going on with the Thunder? Yeah, so we opened up our season just over a month from now. So October 22nd at Interest Bank Arena. Uh, it's the opening game, home opener. The Thunder take on the Allen Americans. And uh, so it should be a lot of fun. It's, it's also, and, and I, don't know, I don't know what your kids think about this, Jacob. This might be something for your family, too. It's SpongeBob night. Are they are they are your kids SpongeBob fans? Uh not yet, not yet. No. Oh, okay. Well, they're, I mean SpongeBob they're cartoon is cartoon fans. There. They yeah, Sp- SpongeBob I I I was too old for SpongeBob, so I don't know much yeah. about SpongeBob other than he's wildly popular with the generation under me. Uh so it's uh <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic and I think when I've seen it it's pretty funny. Uh, but no, my wife's sure. not quite ready to turn them loose on SpongeBob yet. But they know go. who SpongeBob is, and yes, they would think that was super cool. So it's SpongeBob night. Uh, I guess SpongeBob will be in attendance uh, to take pictures, and I'm pretty sure the team is also wearing SpongeBob jerseys, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, and so that'll happen on October 22nd in Trust Bank Arena, taking on the Allen Americans. And, and yeah, like you said. Figured we might as well let our listeners take advantage of us and the things that we do uh, outside of this show. And so I'm willing to give away four tickets to the Wichita Thunder home opener. And uh, not just today. We're going to do this quite a bit. Uh, yeah, let's let's do it. We're going to do that. So so stay tuned here, too. And what, what we'll do on that, too, is my wife has graciously given some tea cards to HTO. So these cards are good to get you a free tea. So with, with each of these four packs of Thunder tickets... Uh, we'll give we'll put two uh, HTO iced tea free tea cards in there. It's amazing. They're about to unroll a new fall flavor. I think later this week, uh, mm. I'm told, which will be a lot of fun. So we'll do that. So you'll be able to get to the Thunder opener, a four pack, and you'll get a couple of free tea cards HTO. Uh, I selfishly think it's amazing. So if you haven't checked it out, it's a perfect opportunity to get in there and try all the flavors check out some hockey, take the family. So let's do that. We're going to do that right before we go to the break here. We'll set up the next hour, and then we'll give those away going into the break. So hang tight. Stay tuned. Get ready to start calling in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, Coming up in the next hour of the program on Sports Daily, you know, it's been happy times for KU, and it is, boy, it is a bummer, bummer for K-State. We'll talk about the Wildcats. We'll get into it in depth. It is a really interesting time right now in Manhattan. So we'll go all the way through that. Tulane beats them. Uh, just a, It felt a lot like last year, I'll tell you, when Skylar Thompson wasn't playing that game on Saturday. So Wildcat fans, if you're ready to you know, just get some steam off, we'll let you do that coming up in the next hour. We'll also talk about this Jimmy G situation. Yeah, this has been an interesting one. We we sort of sounded an alarm for Trey Lance fans when they were so eager to get Jimmy G in there. Well, he's getting in there not for reasons anybody likes to see, but what does that do to them? And, and sort of I want to ask the question too, like is the AFC do there are there like six or seven better AFC teams than anybody in the NFC right now? Uh we'll we'll pose that question as well. Uh get into any other headlines. We'll kind of talk about how our how our betting weekend went? If anybody cares, uh, we'll we'll lick those wounds with you because the NFL is just a bloodbath. <laughs> I've done well in college football. It's been a good year for me in college football. The NFL is just such a tough 
venture each and every week. And you talk to everybody, and everybody has the same opinion on it. It's brutal. It is fun, but it is brutal trying to navigate the NFL. So we'll go through all that in our next hour. All right, let's do it now. Let's give it to our third caller as we'll uh, get ready to go into a break. So third caller to 869-1240 is what we're going to do as we go in and get ready for hour number two. It's a wild and crazy hour number two coming up. K-State fans, that's where we're headed next. Uh, Get ready. You can chime in. You can always find us on Twitter uh, to give us your thoughts on it. I was getting plenty of thoughts on that game as it was happening on Twitter. I'll try to recall some of those. I'll I'll only do the friendly ones as there were some unfriendly ones as it pertains to the Cats, but we'll do that all in the next hour. All right, third caller right now, a four-pack to the Thunder home opener, and we'll get you a couple of free tea cards to HTO Ice Tea out there on 13th and Tyler. We'll do that now, third caller. We'll get you a winner. We'll come back. Hour number two of Sports Daily coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 